What's going on, guys? It's your host, Dale Lippman, in here with Soup for the Fistful Cash podcast. We are going over all things UFC Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, Saturday, August 25th. Headliner, Justin Gaethje, James Vick. It should be a fantastic card. This is a card of fights that are very, very evenly matched. And this is going to be a, uh, this is going to be one to watch for sure. There's going to be a lot of competitive fights. So without further ado, we've got the co-host of all co-hosts in here and we just want to start breaking down fights. So soup, what's going on, man? Nothing much. I'm just ready to, you know, get your opinion. Like you said, it's an extremely even card and uh, I'm ready to hear what you have to say on all these fights. All right. Well, I am here. I am prepared. I have cold beer in hand. Hit me with your best shot. All right, uh, so the first fight I'm seeing on the main card is uh, Tim Williams versus Eric Anders. So Tim Williams' UFC debut was disastrous. Um, He got knocked out, I think, inside two and a half minutes in the first round, Um, and he's looking to bounce back. He's he's saying in all his interviews that maybe he was in too good a shape for the first the first uh his first fight in the UFC and maybe he was feeling too good and too loose and wasn't really taking the moment for what it was and he's vowing to not make the same mistakes the problem is is they've matched him up across uh Eric Anders former University of Alabama linebacker and that is nobody's uh easy fight and that's you know if if you're in the UFC and you're 0 and 1 in the UFC you don't want to see this guy as your second fight because Eric Anders plays no games and takes no prisoners. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be a fight that I do not see going to decision. Uh, Anders has knockout power and Williams can be knocked out. So, I mean, I, I guess without you having to ask me, I'm just going to tell you, I think Anders is going to knock him out. Um, he had the fight against Machida that I thought was a split decision that could have went either way. I was sort of leaning against him beating Machida. I think Machida got the little hometown decision, but I like Eric Anders in this fight a lot. Yeah, uh, the book seems to agree with you as far as the uh, not reaching decision. I'm seeing over one and a half as a plus 150 and under one and a half as a minus 175. Yeah, that I, I think – I mean, sur- let's put it this way. Surviving – seven minutes in the octagon with a guy that is a you know a modern day barbarian like eric anders is a real that you know that's a moral victory let's say tim williams can make it to you know to that the latter half of the second round he should you know sort of count that as a small a small little personal victory but i do not think that it's going to get there i agree with the book i think the book has this right um that's definitely a line to pay attention to okay so so as far as you're concerned your play on this fight would be the under one and a half, not Eric Anders at a minus eleven hundred. Yeah, at a minus eleven hundred, there's no opportunity unless you're betting with Floyd Mayweather type money to make any money there. My play is under the under the round and a half, Eric Anders. Right. Okay. Um. Uh. Our next fight, which it seems to be a switch, uh, looks like Andrew Sanchez and Marcus Perez have been bumped up to the main card. I like this fight a lot. Um, Marcus Perez stepping up on short notice, and Andrew Sanchez is a um, ultimate fighter winner. He actually beat Khalil Roundtree, the guy who just knocked out Gokan Saki. Um, he beat Khalil Roundtree 
by unanimous decision, right? Cool, whatever. He beat him by unanimous decision. You know what the scores were for that fight? 30-25. on all three judges' scorecards. You're talking about a guy that was a two-time, I think it, uh, I want to get the acronym right here, NAIA Wrestling National Champion. Sanchez is no joke, and he is not an easy he is not an easy fight for anybody. Um, I like him a lot in this fight. Uh, I think I think that he has his way with Perez. I don't know what Perez's gas tank is going to be like coming in on short notice. I like Sanchez in this fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing Sanchez coming in at a minus one twenty five. So uh, it's it sounds like you're pretty confident in it, and uh, as you know. As close to a pick them as you can get. I mean that 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 sounds like a good play, in my opinion. The one thing about see the as far as skill set in the cage goes, the one thing that trumps everything else is wrestling. You know, jujitsu is, is is a great tool to have. Kickboxing is a great tool to have. But you ask anybody, a wrestler, and being a uh, a, a premium upper echelon wrestler at that. You determine where the fight happens. You know, if if you're a uh, a jujitsu practitioner and I'm a wrestler, you need me to be on the ground in order for you to be effective. And if I'm a wrestler, uh, half of my job is to keep from going down, right? And then the other way, if you're a kickboxer or a just a boxer, whatever striker for a you know, more generic term, and I'm a wrestler. My job is to eliminate your strength. So the other 50% of what I've been doing my whole life in wrestling is to get you on the ground. A wrestler dictates where the fight happens. So unless Perez can catch Sanchez, I think I think Sanchez, I think this fight is a lot more lopsided than that line says. I like Sanchez a lot in this fight. All right. Sounds good. Um, my next fight I'm seeing here is one we spoke about earlier. Um, Jake Ellenberger versus, uh, Brian, Bar- Brian Barbarena. Okay. So th- this fight of any fight on the card, and I want everybody to listen to me on this one, this fight more than any other fight on the card, the line is closer or should be closer than what it is. Now I feel like part of it is, is because Ellenberger is two and eight in his last 10 fights. And I get that. I get it a hundred and ten percent, right? No, nothing, nothing to. That's nothing that screams confidence to anybody. But I want to. I'm going to run you through. I'm going to run you through a list real quick, and I want you to tell me what all of these guys have in common. You ready, Soup? I'm ready. Rory McDonald, Robbie Lawler, Kelvin Gastelum, Stephen Thompson, Tarek Safadine, Jorge Masvidal, Mike Perry. And Ben Saunders. I mean, when you first started out, I was going to say UFC champions, but then, I mean, you you threw me for a loop. But um, you tell me what all what do they all have in common? Those are Ellenberger's losses, right? Now, who to me that says that's that's a litmus test to where Ellenberger's skill levels at, right? He's losing to the guys he's supposed to lose to. Right. Oh, his other two losses before that. Carlos Condit and Martin Campman. So if you look at this, you're looking at Carlos Condit. That's one. Rory McDonald, two. 
Uh, Robbie Lawler, three. Kelvin Gaslam's getting ready to fight for a title, so we'll throw him in there at four. Steven Thompson, five. Tarek Safadine was welterweight champ in uh, Strike Force. That's six. Six champions, right? Six right. champions is what Ellenberger has lost to. And then he's also lost to Campman, Masvidal, Perry, and Saunders. Now, that being said, none of those guys are sleepers either. So what this says to me is Ellenberger wins the fights he's supposed to and loses against upper-level competition. So the question you have to ask yourself, is Brian Barbarena upper-level competition? I don't think he is. I don't, I don't think he is. I'll just go ahead and spoiler alert that. I don't think he is. I, th- I like Ellenberger in this fight. It's crazy. It could possibly be his retirement fight. He's a Nebraska kid, or he's not a kid anymore. He's a grown man. He's a Nebraska guy fighting in Nebraska. I think win or lose, this is the last time we see him in the UFC, and I think he's going to go out and try to make it the swan song of all swan songs. I'd like him against Barbarina, despite what the line says. Right. So, you know, people listening and they, they hear your confidence in Jake Ellenberger, you would think that he's coming in at, you know, uh, a minus 150 or even a pick him, but I'm getting him at a plus 325. Yeah. And I've seen it as high as plus four. Um, He's a big dog. He's a real big dog. And, you know, I'll throw this out there for the, for, the, for, one, for one more piece of, icing uh, sprinkles on the icing for this cake if you will. here's the sprinkles you know brian barbarina's debut fight he fought joe ellenberger jake's brother that was his debut ufc fight he fought joe ellenberger so jake is going to get revenge for the brother that's right. it right. jake's getting revenge he's riding off into the sunset He's going to go watch the sun go down on the cornfields in Nebraska with a victory paycheck in his hands, and that's it. He's retiring. It's over with. Jake Ellenberger getting Barbarina out of there. That's my pick. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Um, what's uh, let's Next fight, the uh, Courtney Casey and Angela Hill. Now, I, I know you said earlier you said this is like a, like a mirror fight in itself. Yes. It absolutely is. Um, you know, I think we've seen the best that Courtney Casey has to offer. And her seven and six professional record would I think would 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 denote the same thing. Um Angela Hill was in the UFC, left, did some work in Invicta, and now she's back. And since she's been back, that time away um really sort of helped her mature in her game. Um the thing with Angela Hill and Courtney Casey is they fight identical. It's just Angela Hill's a little bit better at what Courtney Casey does than what Courtney than Courtney Casey being better than what Angela Hill does. So this is like a mirror fighting itself, like I said. And I think Angela Hill has a little bit better output, and I think that output is what's going to get her the decision win. Yeah, I think you know, I think if Angela Hill shows up and gives forth half the effort and puts on half the show she did against Jessica Andrade. I think, you know, I think you're right on this. I think she walks away with the win. Yeah. Cause that fight was all heart because, uh, Andrade is, 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 you know, she's a tank. Um, and I mean that in the most respectful way possible, she just doesn't stop. All she does is walk forward and destroy. Um, and he'll put on a super gutsy performance there. 
I don't think Courtney Casey can dig as deep as Hill had to dig against Andrade, and nor do I think that she's going to face the type of test that she faced there. I think that's good insight on your part. I, 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 I really like Hill in this fight. I think um, I'm pretty sure you have to tell me what the line is. I'm pretty sure they like, even though odds makers think this is basically a mirror image. Yeah. Um, the highest I've seen Angela Hill was like a minus one thirty five. Um, the one I'm looking at right now, I'm getting her at a minus one twenty, and Courtney Casey's at even money. So yeah, yeah, yeah I think I think, and I you know, realistically, you know, I'm calling Angela Hill in this fight. Um, but in all sincerity, with your money, this might be one to stay away from because this could very well go split decision. And with the way MMA judging is, this might be one to avoid. But if you're going to need it to throw it in a parlay or you just trust me that much, and I appreciate that, Angela Hill. Yeah, um, another line on this fight, I don't think I've ever seen a line like this as far as the over-under goes. I'm seeing the under two and a half as a plus 450. Yeah. Um, I've never seen something like that. That's that's. I mean, I know it's a three round fight, so you can't do over under three because you're you're saying it goes decision, but just a a plus 450 on an over under, it's that's just odd to me. Yeah, because listen, neither one of these women have knockout power, right? And they don't fight in a manner that that would indicate to anybody that they're going to go out there and get a finish. Their volume kickboxers, boxers, whatever you want to call it, volume strikers. And it's all pitter patter strikes. I don't, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it, it, it bodes well for a decision. And he, who knows? I mean, it's MMA. You know, it's two, it's two people out there playing punch face. You never know what's going to happen. But I, right. I, you know, I think the odds makers have this this fight. They got it dead to rights, man. I don't think there, I don't think there's much wiggle room or any play that's going to make you a lot of money on it. Right. Okay. Um, so the co-main, we've got Michael Johnson fighting Andre Feely. So this is another one where I'm a little bit torn as far as, you know, what to expect because, you know, you and I have seen Michael Johnson fight before and, um, he's not that far removed from his, you know, fight of the year with, with Gaethje. Um, so, you know. This the the Michael Johnson's last four losses: Nate Diaz, Khabib, Justin Gaethje, Darren Elkins. Right. Oh yeah, all respectable opponents for sure. Right. Um, you know, I know he's on a skid. He's on a one and four. You know, actually, it's a one and five skid. Um, because he lost to Benil Dariush by a split decision. I thought he won that fight, but what? Be it as it may. Uh. You know, his two wins prior to that, Edson Barboza and Melvin Gillard. So the guy can fight strikers. He's got no problem with that. And Andre Feely is a flashy striker. He's not going to take the, he's not going to wrestle. Um, if you look at uh, Khabib, Gaethje, Elkins, they're all wrestling background. Now, Gaethje doesn't use his wrestling that much, but they're all wrestling backgrounds. What fight did he win? He won against Poirier. What's Poirier? A striker. Um, this is his debut. No, I'm sorry. This is not his debut. This is his second fight at featherweight. I feel like he's going to be more comfortable at featherweight. This fight, I like Michael Johnson to turn it around and get the win here against Andre Feely. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing Michael Johnson as a, it's a minus one ten both ways. So a virtual pick them. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing too, to, to take into account that, um, you know, <laughs> Andre Feely's last two wins are against Dennis Bermudez and Artem Lobov, uh, Connor McGregor's punching bag. Um, and you know what? He took Lobov to decision and he he won a split decision against Dennis Bermudez, which everybody and their uncle thought that Bermudez won that fight. So I I I like uh Michael Johnson in this fight. I think he's gonna win. I I, I think that Feely has sort of reached his peak as far as um, you know, he's a fringe top fifteen guy at featherweight at best. All right. Then on to our main event, um, a fight you and I have discussed for hours off air. Um, You're right. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of back and forth on who's gonna who's gonna win this fight. Um, I'm interested to see where you stand now. You know, two days before the fight, we've got Justin Gaethje and James Vick. All right. So after much deliberation. And I'm going to walk myself through this, and hopefully, I, you know, I'm not. I'm, my attempt here is to not waffle. I'll tell you what I like about Vic. I like his range. I like his gas tank, and I like his hunger to put himself in the next level. What I like about Gaethje, I like his chin. I like his gas tank, and I like his leg kicks. Right, so I'm bouncing those off of each other. And while I don't think that either one of these guys have faced the level of competition the other one has, like I don't think that uh, – I think that Gaethje's opponents in the UFC have been the best that he's ever faced. I don't think he was getting stiff competition in World Series of Fighting. That being said, I don't think that the guys that Vic were fighting or has been fighting are at the level that Justin Gaethje's at. So you've got an unstoppable force and an immovable object coming at each other. I think the difference is – is that Vic will not be able to avoid the brawl. So I'm going back on what I said earlier in a previous episode that I like Vic in this fight. I like Gaethje's gas tank. I like Gaethje's leg kicks. And I like his ability to engage and get Vic to engage in a brawl. And when he does that, I think he's going to catch him. I like this fight to end somewhere around the third round. Gaethje by knockout. That's my pick. So you gauge you by knockout somewhere around the third round. Yep. Okay. I like it. Um, so just, just a quick rundown. Um, I've got you saying that uh, under one and a half in the Eric Anders, Tim Williams fight. Correct. I've got you with uh, Andrew Sanchez beating Marcus Perez. Correct. I've got you with Jake Ellenberger. Winning his fight, Angela the super Hill. dog. Yep, Angela Hill beating Courtney Casey. Correct. Michael Johnson winning his fight. Correct. And my doppelganger, Justin Gaethje, at a plus one twenty. We didn't cover that. Plus one twenty winning his fight. Yeah, and you okay. know, I I th- I think the odds makers see what I see in Vic. Um, and don't get me wrong, Vic can win this fight. He absolutely can. And like I said to you earlier, it's either. Um, I think it's Gaethje's fight to lose. And I think, I think it's either, um, you know, he's either done. Gaethje's either reached his ceiling and he's done. Right. Or his chin goes. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any in between. I think it's his fight to lose. 
Vic can absolutely win that fight, but I think that Gaethje's going to, I think Gaethje's going to get this win. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like it for sure. I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of opportunities for people to make some good money here. And, yeah. uh, you know, good luck to all you who are listening for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we haven't said it before, but I'm, you know, it's something that I want to reiterate. Um, and it's, you know, we're not your parents. Um, but here's the thing. Bet responsibly, guys um, and girls. Bet responsibly. Use your head. Take your own knowledge plus what we're providing and make responsible wagers. Don't get yourself in over your head. And if you or someone that you love has a problem, seek qualified professional help. Outside of that, enjoy the fights. Have fun. Pursue goals. And, you know, make them lofty. Let, let's win some money. Let's win some money for sure. Um, I look forward to this card. Soup, I know you're looking forward to this card. Uh, Saturday is going to be a great night. Yeah? Yes, for sure. So um, on behalf of me and the whole Fistful of Cash podcast team, I want to say, you know, again, thank you guys so much for all your support. Thanks for following us on Twitter, Instagram, sending emails. We're getting feedback emails now. Um, you know, we're going to start tweaking some things and making things a little bit better, one of which is making them shorter. Uh, so here we are at 22 minutes, and we're going to go ahead and, you know, wrap this thing up. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys, and we thank you so much for your support. Uh, and l- let's keep it going. Let's win. Yeah, for sure, guys. Uh, until next time, clear eyes, full fist can't lose. I love it. I absolutely love it. Later, guys.